Hey, well, family, we are super grateful for you being flexible with us, really meeting with us in this way. And so as we do these guided gatherings, it's our heart that we'd stay connected and really stay connected spiritually. Um, you'll see the word thrown around right now that social distancing is the thing to do. But you know that the heart of the gospel is that we actually get brought together as a family. Yeah. And we can do that through technology. We can love on each other. And so we would ask you, uh, just before we get into any of the word right here, would God open your eyes and would you pray that God would open your eyes for opportunities to share the gospel? Yeah. That we'd get creative, that the church would be the most creative people during this time to be able to reach those around them, yeah. to connect with people, to love on them, and that God would open your eyes and all of our eyes to how we can share the gospel in this time. Yeah, uh, the last few weeks we've been in 1 Thessalonians, and we're going to continue in that series. And it's crazy how God set this up <laughs> since before time began mm -hmm. that we'd actually be in 1 Thessalonians 3 today. And so if you have your Bibles, uh, the ushers aren't going to pass one to you, but look it up on your phone or, or look on with us. We want to dive into the Word together. And just like we would on a Sunday at Martin, we would ask that you would dive into the Word and have your eyes on the Word. There's power in the Word. And so we're going to do that together here. We would ask that you would do that wherever you are. Would you dive into the Word? Because we believe that God's Word has power and it will transform us to look more like His Son. And so we're going to dive in together. And I'm actually going to ask Michael, would you start us out and read from 1 Thessalonians 2, 17 through 20 and get us going today? All right. Everybody there? You guys there? <laughs> okay, so 1 Thessalonians 2, 17. But since we were... We were torn away from you, brothers, for a short time, in person, not in heart. We endeavored the more eagerly with, with great desire to see you face to face. Because we wanted to come to you, I, Paul, again and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. Man, God could not have given us a better passage that even before uh, we knew anything about not being able to meet at Martin this week, that God had set this up. And so uh, we had no idea coronavirus existed when we began a First Thessalonians series. But the Holy Spirit is doing something awesome. Thank you for reading that, Michael, because it really sets us up with the heart of what we're going to talk about today. Um, we wanted to meet face-to-face. -face. That's our desire as a family and as a church. But you see, just like for Paul, Satan hindered them from meeting and seeing each other and seeing the people that he loved, that he's actually discipled and raised up in the faith. Satan hindered them. Coronavirus hindered us. I'm calling it Satan today, okay? And the reality is that there's other things around the world that have blocked a lot of people from spending time together in the Word, from really practicing presence together and really meeting each other's relational needs and caring for each other that way. In fact, as a staff this last week, we're actually looking at what it looks like to remove aloneness from each other. And some of us went through a training on how we can care for people in a way that removes that aloneness because it's such a cool part of the gospel that God heals relationships, he brings us closer, and he uses the church like a family that many of us have never experienced before this side of heaven. And so when we desire to meet together, we see that, man, God is doing something that makes our hearts yearn and draw for heaven. 
Because we see that in the gospel, it's a good desire to want to be together. Because we're going to get to be together in heaven for eternity. Yeah. Isn't that awesome that we get to worship him forever? And so that, that would be our heart as we look at the word, just like Paul is desiring to be with the Thessalonians, people he loves and he's cared for. Uh, we wanted to be with you. We wanted to come together. But we want to also honor where God's put us in this time and place, in this country, and everything that's going on in the world right now. We know that the gospel is still going to prevail. In fact, I personally have friends in the Middle East and in Southeast Asia that have prayed for the church to have to not be in large gatherings, mm -hmm. that the church in America would have to gather just like we are going to have to these next few weeks. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting to see answered prayer from some of our brothers and sisters overseas. Mm -hmm. uh, while they didn't necessarily pray for persecution or suffering, in a way we are suffering. It's not the same that the Thessalonians suffered or that many of our brothers and sisters overseas suffer, but we are experiencing some hard stuff with how it relates to us coming together and gathering, right? Yeah, yeah. And so as simple as it might feel right now in Austin or as big and heavy as it might feel, we know that God's bigger than that. Yeah. And we know that he's with us and he's carrying us. So just like you experience all these different things going on in your own personal life right now, Everybody in the church is feeling the same thing. Yeah. And so we would ask that you would pray for and encourage those around you in your community groups, in your family, wherever God has you, would you encourage and reach out to people? And so kind of when I have a phrase for that, would you reach back to people? Mm -hmm. Whether they've come to community group before, whether you, they're in your life, maybe it's maybe your parents, you want to reach out and here's an opportunity to share the gospel with them, mm -hmm. whoever that might be. Mm -hmm. We just want to encourage you to be able to look outside of going to HEB and picking up a bunch of groceries or Costco or whatever. Look outside the madness mm -hmm. and outside panic and see how your God might want to use you in this time. Yeah. So just like as Paul desires to do that, we desire to be together face to face. Um, we want to continue just reading in this. And so Mary, would you read chapter three, verses one through five for us today? I gotcha. First Thessalonians three, one through five. Therefore, when we could bear it no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone. And we sent Timothy, our brother, and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ mm. to establish and exhort you in your faith mm. that no one be moved by these afflictions. For you yourselves know that we are destined for this. For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction just as it, is, just as it has come to pass and just as you know. For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith for fear that somehow the tempter had tempted you and our labor would be in vain. Hmm. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Mary. Uh, when we look at this passage, we really see that Paul's desire is for uh, the Thessalonians to grow in the faith. And just to give us a little context for that, what had happened in Thessalonians was that they had the ultimate short-term mission trip. They went, they were only there for about a month, but they saw tons of people choose to turn away from idols and to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. And so Paul's desire, though, was to know. He just cared. I love these people. I saw God do an amazing work in their lives. I want to know how they're doing. And in a similar way, we've seen God do some crazy stuff the last few months at the well. 
Uh, we had eight people choose to follow Jesus just two weeks ago. Yeah. We had 12 people choose to get baptized the week before that. That's 20 people in like the last six weeks that said, I want to give up the idols of this world and follow Jesus. And so we desire to know how you're doing. Uh, just like Steph mentioned earlier, the Connect page, we want to connect. We want to know how to pray for you. And so it's our desire to be connected. We've also sent some missionaries around the world and seen God do incredible things in their lives and baptisms happening in Barcelona and a church plant again about to happen in Brazil. We've seen God do some awesome stuff through an India team and a team that went to the Middle East. And in all of that, we desire to know how those folks are doing. We also got to be a part of planting a church in South Austin. And so we're super excited that today we get to not just desire to see somebody face to face, but we get to bring one of our best friends in. And so we're going to ask that you, wherever you are, would you cheer and welcome? And we'll do the same. But we get to bring our brother, Josh Guerrero, in. Yes. <laughs> Love you, bro. Dang, social distancing, social mission change. Yeah. <laughs> God, awesome. Hey, thank you so much for being here with us, bro. We're so excited Absolutely, to hear what God's been Absolute doing pleasure. at Refuge and your family. And we couldn't think of a better time for God to bring you in and do this. And so for you guys to know, it was actually our heart's desire that Josh would come in and share with us before we knew we weren't going to meet on a Sunday. And so we wanted to kind of surprise you guys with that because we know so many of you love and care for Josh and all the people at Refuge and how we can come alongside you guys and pray for you. And so you guys are kind of our Thessalonians. We want to hear a report. You're bringing it back. Timothy to Paul right here. And so we want to hear a little bit of what God's been doing in you guys and through you guys. And so if you're reading along in 1 Thessalonians 3, you see that Timothy gives a report about all the good that's been happening with the believers there, how they've been standing firm in their faith through suffering. And so I just want to read a passage real quick that will kind of set up our time as though uh, we're looking at this suffering. Uh, that's 1 Peter 4, uh, 12. It says, Don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of the Messiah so that you may also rejoice with great joy at the revelation of his glory. Mm -hmm. And so it's our joy. And just as Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians, his joy is the people of Thessalonica, that they are following and standing firm in their faith. They're following Christ. And so when refuge is standing firm in your faith, that blesses us as the well family. Yeah, and so we want to continue in the midst of suffering, in the midst of you guys trying to even launch in a few uh -huh. weeks, we want to just come alongside. All you can do is laugh. Uh, we want to come alongside and just love on you guys and, and pray for you today. And so we want to just ask you a few questions, bro, is um, really how can we pray for you guys in that? But first, we want to just hear a report. What's going on with Refuge? What's going on with you? Yeah, and just share with everybody a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, kind of providing some context. I'm not sure everybody knows. And I'm definitely not sure everybody over there knows. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're planting in South Austin, talking about maybe like 35 and 71 on the east side of the highway. Uh, areas like Parker Lane, Dove Springs, East yeah. Congress is kind of uh, right by where we're at. And so uh, we have a team of about like f now probably 
like 38 to 39 that are so like, like, like 40, right? Like yeah, 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 like 40. Like 40. See, but if I was a real church planner, I would have added kids and be like, we have a team of 55. Hey, I love it. I'm trying to not do that and exercise okay. the humility That's and wisdom. Here. Prophetic um, members, yeah. So, yeah, a team of just under 40. Yeah. Uh, that um, has, been, has been working toward launching the church. Yeah. Uh, and to kind of know where we're at, I think that we have to look back at like where we've been and what mm. we've been doing. And so over the past three to four months, we've kind of just had a laser focus on the idea of mission mm. uh, and teaching mission, specifically yeah. through this idea of uh, engage, invite, and invest. Awesome. And so um, it's just basically engaging somebody, inviting them into your life. Absolutely. Uh, and then, but, but the thing is, remember when we're teaching this, we're, we're teaching to invite somebody with no church service. That's awesome. And no community yeah. group or nothing like that, right? It's yeah. literally the idea of invite them into your life. Yeah. Invite them into what you're doing. Yeah. And then from there, invest in them. Mm. Create honesty and vulnerability yeah. by offering honesty and vulnerability. Uh, extend a hand of prayer and encouragement. Invest in them spiritually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what was great about this is that it deprogrammed a lot of our, mm. our people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by it deprogrammed evangelism mission. Not that the programs in, in the context of church right. are bad. I think that that can be really good. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes in our heart as followers of Jesus, we can program mission right. and evangelism, yeah. right? To where it's done in a certain way at a certain time. Yeah. And then once that's done, you go off and you enjoy the rest mm. of your life. Um, and then, but when, it's, when you divorce those two things, when you divorce mission and evangelism from your life, mm. you surrender the front row seat of the arena that is mm. your life where Jesus is the champion. That's awesome. Right? Where he's the champion. Yeah. Uh, and so when we've encouraged, hey, get them involved in your life. Like, right. invite them into your space. Yeah. Be vulnerable with things like doubt, with mm. things like fear, with things like pain. Um, because when you invite them into that space, they're going to get to see yeah. the God of the Bible, Jesus, come in and, and mend mm. that yeah. pain. Yeah. and bring healing to those wounds mm. and silence that doubt. Yeah. And at that point, we're no longer being the person that's saying, hey, why don't you come follow me and, mm. and let me show you the facade of Christianity that I can get to you right. in an hour and a half. But I'm inviting you into the entirety of my life so that you can see Jesus at work. That's awesome. And I, you can receive hope for where you're at. Yeah. And we can eventually uh, get you pointed in that direction and say, hey, go, go with him. Come on, follow bro. Him. I love it. I love it. Man, it, <laughs> I think that's huge for us to, to talk about right now is that evangelism is not just an event. It's not something we go to, um, but really that as God opens up opportunities, as we check on our neighbors, you know, you might be working from home now in a way that you haven't experienced before. Mm-hmm. You know, your setting, your context might be different. And so how can you, just as Josh was talking about, and really pray that God would open your eyes to see who he wants you to share with, that he'd even open your ears to hear, you know, even as you're talking to people on the phone, texting them, whatever, mm-hmm. what's the underlying thing they're feeling and how you can share the gospel that's with them. Right, so I, I right, love right. that, man. I love that you guys are doing that, that, you, you know, hey, you're 40 plus people, right? It's great. So um, <laughs> would love to just see how we can, we can celebrate with you guys. What are yeah, some things yeah, going on yeah. with Refuge? Just as Timothy gave Paul a report about the Thessalonians and how their faith is standing firm, you know, what have you seen in, in really you and Rachel, but also in your people and their faith? What's encouraging you? Yeah, there? man, absolutely. Uh, I think one of the first things that we will celebrate is that we found a location. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's awesome. Uh, it's an elementary school that's five blocks from my crib. That's so awesome. Um, yes. that's awesome. I can walk there. Uh, I can't, I can't that, tell that you. means house. I can't. Uh, <laughs> no, Tori's the pastor. Bro. Yeah. That's not necessary. <laughs> um, uh, and so I, I, would, I would love to uh, tell y'all, but I can't because we haven't announced it yet. But if okay. you want to find out, you can go to uh, at refuge ATX. You know what I mean? <laughs> See, the planter is alive. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the truck platter move. All right. Um, so you can celebrate that with us. Yeah. In addition, um, in addition, what was the other thing I was thinking about earlier? Um, I think just the missional life that I just yeah, talked about. Yeah. Uh, seeing, I mean, there's we have. I'm not gonna blow everybody's story up, but I mean, we have guys that are in entertainment, guys that are in design, and and they're mm. creating spaces where they mm. are engaging, like not not trying to create community with other safe people, yeah. and like enjoying that, but like just an example. A few weeks ago, we had a guy host an event where he was trying to uh, create a little more relationship with people yeah. that he'd known before X, Y, and Z. There was three people from refuge there and 11 non-safe people. That's awesome. So like us being able to create spaces like yeah. that, we're really digging in. And the last one would be like some of the conversations we're having about family in our mm. community. Um, I've gotten the personal, uh, the opportunity personally to walk with two guys uh, through some family stuff, some, mm. some marriage stuff. Uh, and that's important in our community. 70% yeah. of the people in our community are under the age of 35. Wow. Uh, and so half of them are over the age of tw 20, and half of them, uh, of that 70%, half of them are under the age of 18. Wow. So there's a lot of families. But then out of all the, the homes that have kids, 47% of those homes are single-parent homes. Wow. So there's brokenness, there's, there's, yeah. there's marriage issues. And so for us to be able to step in really early uh, and start walking through what, uh, and bringing hope uh, to what the enemy is attacking there, what our flesh yeah. is attacking there in marriage uh, has been a huge blessing. So we will celebrate that yeah. as well. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. Man, we, we want to continue to celebrate with you. I also want to just hear, as you're really kind of the tip of the spear in a lot of ways and, and church playing for us with our vision of being planning 100 churches nationally and 100 churches internationally, how has God been working in your life? How has Jesus been transforming you? This kind of question, right? Like in this setting, I guess it to take... 45 seconds to answer yeah. that out. I'm like, what is that, bro? Um, I, honestly, man, just to be more dependent on, mm. it's just it's just that it's changing me to be utterly dependent on right. Jesus. Right. Um, this guy, you know, lovingly, he's a great shepherd, a great, he's been a great mentor. And he would say things like, yeah, man, you know, planting the well is the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, and then he'd just move past it like that. <laughs> and then he'd just move past it like that, bro. And what ended up happening, I mean, it's like now I'm looking at it, I'm like, yo, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I'm going back and I'm like, Tori, how come you do it? And he's like, yeah, I said that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah, come on. Uh, and so honestly, just like me being, it's just created more dependency and yeah. more faith out of necessity because yeah. it's just an, an overwhelming thing. We have Sean, our, our, um, our other pastor, awesome. uh, executive pastor, so he's able to shoulder that burden with me. He's full time on the plant awesome. with me, but uh, still just, it's, it's, it's still extraordinarily difficult. So it's just, it's been shaping me and being more dependent. Man, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, is there anything that we can price for? Y'all in here is like, told you so, told you so. Is there anything we can pray for specifically, other than obviously all the stuff that's going on right now, but for you guys to launch, you've got a building, a place to meet. What else can we be praying for? Yeah, man. Uh, I would say that, that creating and sustaining a rhythm of... Uh, of gathering and scattering. Mm. So we've trained on scattering well for the past yeah. three months. Yeah. And just recently we started moving toward how do we gather well? How do right. we get together and invite right. people into that? And what that really is, I think, in, in my perspective, is, is, is this pattern of discipleship, mm. right? Like yeah. we increase discipleship as we scatter and invite totally. people in. And then we reinforce discipleship while we're gathered together. Awesome. Um, and so that, that's really necessary, man. And, and so mm -hmm. it's necessary specifically because we... Um, you know, one of the major parts of our vision is, is Latin America. Mm -hmm. You know, like... I, I, that's a country that has a lot of religious language yeah. and a lot of uh, religious practice, yeah. yet the true gospel isn't taught there that much. Yeah. Um, and so one of the huge things we thought about is, is planting churches, sending missionaries, wow. 
um, to Latin America. We're in an area that's over 60% Hispanic. Yeah. Um, and we really do believe even now that uh, a church like ours is diverse, that has leaders that understand mm -hmm. the culture, the, the Hispanic culture, Latin American culture, uh, yeah. can even now like make a huge impact on that whole region of the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing that's needed for that is to create good rhythms of discipleship. Yeah, totally. Where we're inviting people in and re reinforcing our discipleship totally. in our gathering. So honestly, that rhythm to be done well would be the biggest prayer request that's for huge. us. Yeah, that's huge. And, and for us to really know how to come alongside you in that, um, we can look back at the text really as well and what Paul is, is imparting to the Thessalonians and he's hearing from Timothy. It's just a joy. It's a joy to see you guys. Uh, you are our joy. Uh, and as we see that in 1 Thessalonians, for Paul, the church in Thessaloniki is their, their joy. And so we love what God's doing. We want to celebrate that. And actually before today's over, we want to pray for you guys and pray yeah. into what he, he wants to do. Um, it's really cool that if you look back in 1 Thessalonians right there, Paul talks about completing whatever is lacking in their faith. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to share with you a little bit. The Greek word for complete was actually used also in reference to furnishing a house, to supplying an army, to teaching and training apprentices a trade, and to finish the construction of a building. But here we see that Paul uses it to refer to spiritual maturity. Mm -hmm. See, Paul wanted to complete what was lacking in their faith. His desire was, I want to hear how you're doing so that I can help complete what is lacking. And in that, we want to do the same. We want to hear, Josh, how you guys are doing. And we want to pray and ask, how can we help and complete what is lacking? And well, family, that's our desire. That's, that's what we do as elder team and as staff. We want to come alongside, hear from the Lord. What can we do and complete what is lacking? So in that, we see that we're building every single one of us are building and becoming more like Christ. Mm -hmm. And Jesus loves us enough to not leave us where we are. Mm -hmm. He wants to transform us and grow us to be more like him. Uh, author Max Licato writes in his book, Just Like Jesus, he says, God loves you just the way you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. Mm -hmm. He wants you to be just like Jesus. Mm -hmm. God loves us so much that he won't leave us the way we are. If there is any aspect of your character, your personality, your behavior that is inconsistent with the character, personality, and behavior of Jesus Christ, then you can be sure that God intends to do something about it. And for all of us in this season where you might have different time or more time, uh, we want to ask that God would come alongside and He Himself, through the power of the Holy Spirit, would complete what is lacking in us, right? Amen. Would we be willing to pray Amen. the dangerous prayer of, God, don't leave us where we are. Take us, even though we can excel still more, even though God's been doing incredible things in the well, and we've seen people come to know Jesus, we see people get baptized, we've seen a church be planted right in our midst, we've seen God do all these incredible things. We want to ask God, would we not settle for what we think is best, but we would invite the Holy Spirit to transform us still, yeah. to excel still more, to continue to become more like Jesus. And so in that, we want to ask you to pray. Uh, would you pray that God would move in your heart? Would he shape you and change you? Yeah. Would, as something historic is going on in your life right now, would you see God do something historic in your life as the world is, is reeling in some ways? Would you invite him in to do something like that? And so Paul is urging them to continue to become the person that you want to be 
when you see Jesus face to face? And would we pray to that end? Would we continue to become the people that Jesus wants us to be and excel still more so that when we see him face to face, we can celebrate it? And when we boast before him, it won't be in our works. It won't be in things we've accomplished. But it will be really in that, hey, we got to be a part of Josh's plan. Mm-hmm. We got to be a part of the relationships that have happened. Yeah. And as Paul yearns to see people face to face, we too want to yearn to see you face to face. But even more than that, we want to yearn to see Jesus face to face. And that we'll know that, hey, we will all be together in his presence, which is always better than being in each other's presence. (laughs) Would we point to him and see him face to face? And so I want to, with that, just read verses 11 through 13 of 1 Thessalonians 3. And then we'll pray over Josh and close out our time today. And that we would keep our eyes focused on eternity. We keep our eyes focused on Jesus. And as we do this together, even though we're not physically together, would we continue to still be spiritually aligned, keeping our eyes focused on the one who loves us more than anybody ever could. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 11 says this. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. Man, that is so rich, and it's so good for us to be reminded that we're going to see him face to face, that as we love one another, we're really loving and pointing each other to Christ. And as we miss each other and we want to be together, we want to have fun, all of that, man, would it make us miss being with Jesus? And so as we desire to be together, let our desire for Jesus just increase and our love for each other increase. And so we want to just pray that for you guys. And we want to pray for all of us as well that in the midst of a bit of a chaotic season that we would love each other well, that we'd communicate and be gracious with each other, that we would not grow like pessimistic in our hearts, but that we as believers would continue in hope and that our hope would be in a good way contagious to the world around us because people would want to know why are they different? What opportunities do we have to share the gospel Man, there's so many that we can see where people want to talk. They want to know, hey, what would happen to me today if I had to see Jesus face to face? What would happen? And so in that, we want to pray that God would use you guys, use your church plant, and that we as a church family with refuge, we would continue to stand firm in the faith together, that we would continue to look towards eternity together. So I'm going to ask my friends here uh, to come up and pray over Josh with me. And Tori, and then I'm going to ask that you guys, where you are, if you're on a laptop, if you're looking on your phone, would you just reach out your hand as a sign of solidarity that you want to pray over Josh and refuge and lift them up today. So we're going to pray over Josh. And Tori, would you kick us off? And I'll close this out in just a second. Father, I thank you for this man, my friend brother in the faith, really a joy. God, you are good, and we know that you don't need any of us. 
And yet, God, you choose to pull us into the kingdom and to use us, and we thank you for that. And God, I pray you would use Josh, that you would use Refuge Church, that you would protect them from the enemy, that you would do a good work, God. That as Josh talked about in his own heart, that he would be dependent on you and you alone, for you are the solid rock, Jesus. There is no, we have nothing if we don't have you. God, that his church would know you, that those people that we love, many of them coming from the well, um, that we would be glad, that we would boast in that, that there are going to be people that come into the kingdom because of the work that is being done there. So would you continue to do that work, Jesus? Would you uh, do it now through refuge and still through the well? And would you continue to multiply and to do much, Jesus, for you are good? God, we love you, and I pray that you would do a beautiful work, God, and you're sovereign, God, even though the launch was supposed to be uh, in a couple weeks, and that might not happen now, you know what you're doing. Yes, God. Corona did not move you off of your throne. You are on the throne over Come on. And so I pray that Josh and Refuge would take confidence as the well does the same, and would your name be exalted in beautiful ways through this, Jesus. I thank you for this brother. I thank you for their church. Would you use them in profound and in mighty ways, God? And would many, many, many people come into the kingdom because of this work, Jesus? Um, Thank you, God, for allowing us to partner with you in your work, uh, that we get to uh, have joy and a crown uh, in the work of the gospel. You are good, Jesus. We thank you. Lord, we love you, and we love that you go before us. You know all the circumstances before they happen. And so we submit this season to you uh, for both the refuge and the well. Uh, Lord, we thank you that refuge has multiplied out of the well as a healthy family, Lord. And so, God, we pray that we would continue to be families that love you, that point to our Father as a source for all that we have. And we praise you that we get to celebrate Uh, Josh and Refuge launching, God, for all the tears, all the conversations, all the prayers, all the conversations with non-believers, Lord, and with believers encouraging them, would you be glorified? And Lord, would they be celebrated just like you celebrate each time a believer comes into your throne and to heaven, Lord, would we celebrate Refuge well? Would we love on them and bless them? Would you teach us how to support them and bless them and whatever may be lacking, God, would we come alongside and encourage? And as we come together as family to do that, uh, Lord, I pray that we would do that with those who do not know you. Would you mature us and grow us in a way that we see people who need you around us and would refuge be a reminder to us as the well family that we can point people to you and that you are on the move. We love you, Jesus, and we give you the refuge church in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Amen.